that I really wish I knew early on. Um, and this really is only apl applicable to like consulting type businesses. So any type of function of a business that someone's trying to contract out, uh, we'll all that consulting, right? Web developers, cybersecurity consultants, IT management companies, um, any, anything like that. And, and one thing I wish we knew early was a lot of these contract jobs that you can apply for that are long-term and, and you know, good paying and stuff and consistent, you can literally apply for on just job sites as if you're applying for a regular job. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Jack Pittis of PK Cyber Solutions, Inc. Jack, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you for having me, Gresham. Super excited to have you on. And before we jumped into the interview, I want to read a little bit more about Jack so you can hear about all the awesome things that he's doing. And Jack is the president and co-founder of PK Cyber Solutions, Inc. He and his business partner initially founded the company to provide cybersecurity and other technology consulting services to small businesses. Later on, they began offering content writing services specifically on more complex technical topics, which is now their exclusive service offering. Prior to starting his business, Jack had worked as a commercial lines insurance producer at a locally owned insurance agency where he developed many small business management skills that he utilizes today. Jack, great to have you on the show. Are you ready to speak to the IMCL community? Oh, I'm ready to speak. Awesome. Well, let's do it then. So I, I love everything that you do and especially to be able to take the complex that I imagine a lot of people don't understand from, you know, the technology standpoint and be able to translate that. But I guess before we get into that, I wanted to hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I like to call your CEO story. Yeah. So um, like you had said, I'd actually worked in insurance uh, prior to this doing uh, commercial lines. It's a commercial lines producer was kind of the, the uh, title. Um, and a lot of what I sold was actually cyber insurance, uh, cyber and data breach insurance. Um, so what I was finding was there was a lot of small businesses and um, uh, like smaller nonprofits that were struggling to procure the cyber insurance because of just the lack of basic controls. Um, so I had talked to a friend of mine who had been working um, for one of the big four uh, doing a lot of systems architecture, uh, software development, and information security solutions. Um, and we decided to kind of just like start this business and see where, where we can kind of fill in uh, the security gaps uh, for these, these small businesses. Um, we then ended up kind of pivoting, um, adding on other services, other tech consulting services like uh, cloud implementation and then um, software development. Um, you and I have had this conversation privately before, but I had mentioned that it's, it's very difficult to sell risk management to the risk tolerant. Um, and what I, what I, yeah, what I meant by that was basically since we're targeting all these small business owners by nature, they're risk tolerant and, you know, probably aren't going to be as enthusiastic about their own cybersecurity, especially if they think that their IT management company was handling it. Um, so that's where we kind of made the pivot into offering other technology services as well. Uh, and then just, I guess it would have been probably March, we, we saw all these opportunities come up with content writing for cybersecurity and tech topics. And, and, you know, these contracts were kind of popping up. We were like, we should kind of go for these. Like, we already kind of know the stuff very well. We can, we enjoy like writing content writing is like a passion of mine. I love doing it. Um, so we, we extended into that and then recently made it the exclusive uh, service offering. 
Nice. I absolutely appreciate that. And, and I always say like a true um, sign of excellence and a true sign of maybe, um, you know, being uh, excellent at what, what it is that you do is to be able to communicate that. And I think so many times, um, I, I think, and I don't know if you would find this, like, especially a lot of the tech companies and the people that are doing um, the work, sometimes they can't communicate that to the end users, potentially to the risk tolerant as well, too. Right. So to be able to kind of bridge that gap through your services, I imagine is, is absolutely huge. Yeah, yeah. I always, uh, I always like to say that uh, the difference between a consultant and an engineer is the consultant can communicate it. That's kind of the difference. <laughs> uh, that's how I always like to look at it. So, um, yeah, for sure. And another thing too is like a lot of our clients obviously are IT management companies that might have a blog on their website or whatnot. And um, just all the ones that I've talked to or currently assigned on to work with, uh, one of the biggest issues was finding freelance writers that could actually do this topic, you know, intelligently, right? That actually had a baseline knowledge to be able to write about it. Um, it's, a, it's kind of just a recurring issue and there seems to be a shortage right now of content writers in this space, even though it's, it's you know, super, super needed for, for people to be able to kind of broadcast, uh, you know, these, these complex topics to non-technical non audiences. That's, that's the big thing. Yeah, absolutely. And it's something that's necessary, as you kind of mentioned when you were t talking, you know, when you were looking from an assurance standpoint, just the number of like, I imagine cyber breaches and cybersecurity issues are probably on the increase. And so being able to kind of get that information out there for these, you know, um, companies is so huge. So I love that you're able to kind of do that. Yeah, 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 it's definitely. Uh, and even in the, you know, in insurance, insurance isn't the most, uh, you know, intuitive topic to, to understand sure. either. And I was doing a lot of content writing on the side. Uh, for doing insurance topics back when I, when I was working uh, as a producer. So I've just kind of extended that into the, the new business. And we also actually will write on other business and finance topics. I have a couple contracts okay. where I'm actually writing about commercial insurance, uh, small business management, B2B marketing. Um, so so we, we've expanded our, our writing of capabilities to, to outside the tech realm, but we're mostly the tech realm is where we see the biggest need right now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate you for sharing that. And, and and I know you touched on a little bit on, you know, how you work with your clients to serve. Is there anything additional on like how that process goes, what that looks like, you know, for clients that you work with? Yeah. So um, in terms of uh, how we work with them, it kind of just depends on their needs. So um, I'll have clients that will really just send me topics that they want completed with keywords because a lot of it's done for SEO, right? So they have these keywords that they want in there and I'll draft it up for them, send it to them, let them, let them look through it. If they want to make, you know, any kind of revisions, they can send, they can make the comments on there and I'll, um, I'll revise it. I've had some clients where they'll actually, they'll write something themselves and they want me to edit it or finish it. That's fine too. And then we have some clients that don't even know what topic they want to talk about. So we'll literally send them the topic idea and we'll start from, from square one. Um, so all, all of it is fine, no matter how, how they want to want to go. But um, yeah, I, I, I kind of see us as, as, as almost industry advisors who just happen to communicate it through content writing. That's kind of how I see us. Um, nice. I absolutely love that. And I love especially how you're, it sounds like meeting people where they are. Like you mentioned, maybe they have something written, they need the editing. Maybe they have no idea where to get started or they're somewhere in between and all around and, and looking for that, that helping hand and that advice. Yeah. Yeah. You got to just kind of adapt to what they want, right? You got to, you're trying to help them solve problems. So mm -hmm. Yeah, help them to help others. So that's uh, awesome that you were able to do that. So um, would you consider that to be what I like to call your secret sauce? And I like to call this the thing that you feel kind of sets you individually apart or the business or a combination of both. But is it that ability to bridge that gap and also have such that such technical knowledge as well as the ability to communicate that? I would. I would say that our, our, our big uh, uh, differentiating factor is that we have the industry experience, which allows us to actually produce better content. 
Um, but another thing too is our ability to communicate these technical topics to non-technical audiences is another thing I kind of mm-hmm. say um, more specifically to the writing, not necessarily the business. But um, yeah, I definitely would, would that definitely helps us. And also just the service itself. There's not too many of them out there. You have a lot of marketing consultants and SEO consultants, um, but then actually trying to find someone to do the the, the content writing part, um, I'm finding that it's not a very saturated space, um, which makes it a lot easier to sell. So, yeah, absolutely. Because I, 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 you know, I don't have the statistics or everything in front of me, but I imagine there's more people that are starting like those cybersecurity spaces, like you mentioned, the SEO, the people that want to market. But again, you don't have people that actually are doing and have that knowledge in addition to doing it to, to be able to kind of help those organizations be able to connect with their potential clients. Exactly. I mean, aside from the knowledge part, it's just the content writing can take a while. And a lot of companies, they don't want to actually sit down and have someone internally doing it because it's just so time consuming. It's better just to contract it out. Um, so that's that's why it's, it's much easier to sell than, than cybersecurity, for example. Right. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because you have to, to teach people about all those different things. So I love that you've been able to kind of bridge into that. And so I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit. And I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have. But what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Um, I would say um, it, it's nothing really tangible. I would say it's my support network. It's the people kind of around me. Um, I've really only worked for small businesses. Even before working at the insurance agency, I had worked at, uh, or I interned, I guess you say, uh, at, a, at a local financial advisory firm. Uh, and then one summer, I worked at a small construction company. I've really only been in the small business space. Um, so, you know, I'm kind of used to that environment. We have to wear a lot of hats all the time. Um, and that, that's actually probably my favorite part about being uh, an entrepreneur is you get to wear all the hats. You're not stuck to one task all day. Um, so definitely the support network. I mean, my parents are emotionally supportive. I think, especially when you're starting out, uh, your weeks, it's a roller coaster of emotion, right? You have crazy highs and you might have some pretty low lows. Um, so it's always good to have your, your parents supporting you. Um, my brother kind of brings out a competitive drive in me. Uh, so I think that definitely helps with just being motivated every day to, to wake up and, and just try to, to make you and your business better. Um, so yeah, I, I think, I think it's, it's definitely just a supportive network is, is kind of the, the hack I would say that I, that I have. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, you might have already touched on this, but I want to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It could be around content um, writing, or it might be something if you were to hop into a time machine, you would tell your younger business self. Yeah. So actually, the first thing that comes to my mind um, and that I really wish I knew early on, um, and this really is only applicable to like consulting type businesses. So any type of function of a business that someone's trying to contract out, all that consulting, right? Web developers, cybersecurity consultants, IT management companies, um, any, anything like that. And, and one thing I wish we knew early was a lot of these contract jobs that you can apply for that are long-term and, and you know, good paying and stuff and consistent, you can literally apply for on just job sites as if you're applying for a regular job. So you just go there, you filter out to the contract jobs only, and then a lot of them will allow you to do it through your business. Uh, you know, as an independent contractor. And that's something I wish we, um, you know, we had known early on because um, a, a good chunk of our, of our revenue is from contract jobs, these longer term uh, commitments. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's good both for, you know, financial reasons, but also uh, moral reasons or what's the morale reasons um, yeah. early on to kind of have those long term, um, you know, revenue generating contracts. Um, so that's one. Another thing too, um, I had known I wanted to start a business, but wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do, especially when I was in college. I had known I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And what I would tell young people who know they want to start a business, but don't quite know what, 
is work in commercial lines insurance. And, and the reason I say that is because you're exposed to all these different businesses. You get to see all the risk exposures, how their operation is ran, price points. You kind of see where, uh, you know, what common revenue estimates might look like from especially startup businesses. Um, and, and then you can kind of figure out where, where's the best fit for you. Um, that's exactly what I did because we had worked with a lot of tech companies when I was there um, and cybersecurity companies. And I realized like, okay, so this is how they do it. This is how they, they get clients. This is how they uh, do, this is how they do quality control with their services, all that kind of stuff. And, and I think it's, it's just interesting when I was working, I was like, yeah, like I would encourage anyone who wants to start a business and they're young, but they don't know what they want to start, start an insurance first. It's, I think it's a great environment to be in to, to learn what type of business you might want to start. <laughs> Truly appreciate that. And now I want to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So Jack, what does being a CEO mean to you? Being a CEO, um, I guess it would be, it's interesting because like I, I consider, I guess I'm kind of putting them together with business owner or entrepreneur. And I think that the CEO is just the leader who actually does the problem solving, right? So an entrepreneur is a problem solver who monetizes it, right? Who knows how to make money off of it. Um, and the CEO doesn't necessarily have to be the entrepreneur, but it's the, the, no matter what it is the leader of that initiative. Um, regardless if they were actually the founder of the company or if they did, you know, uh, come on later, uh, later down the road. So I would say it's, it's the face and leader of the problem solving initiative. Nice. I, I love that definition. I love how you distinguish both of those as well, too, is being able to kind of see that the problem and whether it's leadership or actually creating the solution for the problem or a combination of both, it might be. Um, but I love kind of like that holistic definition, because I think so many times we get caught in the title, but I think it's probably even more important to know like what we're doing in the business and what the business needs and be able to kind of fulfill that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's companies that start where the actual people starting the company aren't the ones who end up managing it, right? They end up hiring someone from the outside with more experience to actually manage the company. So that's why you do kind of have to make that distinction. But, um, but ultimately, yeah, it's, it's going to be the face, the face of the problem initiative, problem solving yeah. initiative. Absolutely. Well, Jack, truly appreciate that definition. And I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you're working on. Yeah. So um, I guess the way to get a hold, you can email us at uh, info at pkcybersolutions.com um, or you can call us 571-295-7738. Um, our website is www.pkcybersolutions.com. Um, and I guess, you know, the one, the one thing I would add is I do want to emphasize, uh, especially for the people, the younger people who, who, who kind of want to start a business, um, is a business can come out of everything. If you look at where this gig economy kind of is going and this freelance economy is going, we're at the point now where I know people who start a business doing administrative work only. They are their own business at their administrative assistance as, as a business. Um, so I think we're moving in a direction where pretty much anything can be contracted out. Anything can be a company. Um, and, and anyone can basically start, start a business if they have that, that skill set. So that's, that's kind of the last little, little nugget I would throw in there. Nice. I absolutely appreciate that, Jack. We will have the links and information in the show notes. I love that last piece because I think uh, that's I loved how you talked about entrepreneurship and being problem solving, because I think especially during a disruptive time like now, you know, things are completely different and seeing that there is a problem, seeing how you can solve your problem. And that's how you can build a business from there. So as you said so well, anything can really be a business if you can find that problem and be that solution for that problem or at least create it. So truly appreciate you for doing that. And of course, reminding us of that. And I 
hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the I Am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.